Hello and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen to this message, it helps you grow closer to God and inspires you to live like Jesus. Thanks for listening. Here's the message. I am so blessed and honored to be here with you guys on this morning. Uh, I had the awesome privilege and honor to actually minister at the uh, Marshfield location a few months ago, uh, and that was a blessing. And so I'm honored to be here with you guys right now. And you all have to know, first things first, I love your pastors. Uh, They are great people. Uh, And although, yeah, you can clap for that. And although we haven't known each other an extremely long period of time, um, they have been um, true friends, uh, anointed man and woman of God. Um, My wife appreciates uh, and loves even now um, Pastor Tasha and and, and, uh, (laughs) and Pastor Chad. He is a character. But (laughs) I'll tell that story at a different time. But I'm so blessed to be here, and I also have a a picture of my family in their absence. This is my family. Uh, To my left is my, our nephew. I've known him since he was one and a half years old, and to the left of him is our middle son, Solomon. And of course, my wife and I, uh, this picture we were celebrating, we had our our 25th wedding anniversary uh, last August, August 31st, we celebrated 25 years and we renewed our vows. And so that's my wife, I call her my one and only lady. And then also uh, our youngest son, Micah, to her right. And then our oldest son, Isaiah, uh, the man with the killer face. <laughs> United States Marine who has, has have been deployed to uh, Japan guarding the South China Seas. And uh, he's actually coming home on leave. And so we're looking for that time to spend with him. We're so blessed. Um, so I might date myself a little bit here. Um, I actually grew up in uh, Chicago. And, um, of course, during that era, we had one of the most world-famous basketball teams, the Chicago Bulls, with none other than Michael Jordan. And so, um, growing up, um, I became a fan of Michael Jordan and the Bulls because they were doing such great things. See, but there's a difference between being a fan and being a follower. There's most definitely a difference between being a fan and a follower. And so this morning, uh, the title of the message is Fan or Follower? Fan or Follower? And I'm going to begin to unpack some things. And before I do that, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father, for this opportunity to be able to share your word. And Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that your people are as fertile ground, ready to receive the seed of your word to not only receive the seed of your word, but also cultivate your word once they have received it. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, I rebuke and come against any hindrances from them hearing and receiving. And I thank you, Lord, that people's lives are going to be transformed by this word that you have given me to share with these, your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So what I wanted to talk about today is are we fans or are we followers of Jesus Christ? Because there's a difference. And we're going to get into how it is a difference. And so the first thing I want to do is to look at a particular scripture. The first scripture I want to look at is Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, we're going to be reading verses 18 through 20 out of the ESV. Once again, Matthew 28, 18 through 20 out of the ESV. So verse 18 says this, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven... 
and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the ends of the age. I want to read that same scripture and the, the text. They, they didn't have the scripture because I didn't give it to them, so that's on me. Uh, I want to read the same scripture in the Message Bible version. I uh, don't normally preach from the Message Bible version, but I'm doing this for effect. So that same scripture says this in the Message Bible. Jesus, undeterred, went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life, marking them by the baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. I'll be with you as you do this day after day after day, right up to the end of the age. So in that verse there, the, the previous verse in the ESV, it says, and so go forth and make disciples of all nations. Jesus is making a statement to his disciples, telling them to go and make other disciples. See, but here's a very important point. We cannot impart what we do not possess. We cannot impart what we do not possess. If we are not true followers of Jesus and not just fans, how can we go out and do what he's commanded us to do, to make more? And so what I want to do today, what I want to attempt to do today, is to give you a little bit more information. I want to, in some ways, challenge your way of thinking about certain things, but then also charge you to allow this scripture to be fulfilled fully in your life. Because sometimes we'll take this and we'll do some of the surface things, but do we truly understand what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? It's probably more than what you initially thought. And that's what we're going to get into, okay? So I want to go on to uh, the next thing. So what is a disciple? Well, I'm glad that you all asked that. <laughs> I want to get into it. The word disciple, as it appears in this particular scripture, is defined as a learner or a pupil. A learner or a pupil. That's how uh, the scripture defines it. Now, if you look at Webster's Dictionary's definition of this word, it says this. One who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrine of another. One who accepts and assists in the doctrine of another. Are we true disciples? See, if you look at that word disciple as it appears in Scripture when it says it's a learner or a pupil, it doesn't say one that has, has learned or used to be a pupil. It means that there's an active thing happening. Not a past tense thing that happened. So although we accept Christ as our Savior, we are constantly learning how to be who he has created us to be. It doesn't stop just because we get saved. Too often, we'll do the initial thing and don't think about everything else. And then wonder why we're not effective in our ministry that God has called us to. Oh, I forgot. You all have to forgive me. Those who I have ministered to before usually tell me that when I minister, it's either a amen or ouch message. 
So you may say amen because of something I said, or you may say ouch because of something I said. But here's the thing. There's a person on either side of you or behind you or in front of you that are either going to be saying amen or ouch to you, so don't feel bad <laughs> if it hits you the wrong way, okay? <laughs> Praise God. So my very first point is this. Point number one. We must be willing to be active students, pupils, and learners of Christ. We must be willing to be active students, active pupils, and learners of Christ. That means that we are daily learning. The only way you can daily learn and be daily a student is that you must daily spend time in his presence. How is it that we will daily eat a meal, but we'll sporadically spend time in God's word? But yet we call ourselves disciples, and we're called to make disciples. But once again, we cannot impart what we do not possess. Amen or ouch, y'all. Amen or ouch. <laughs> I want to go to another scripture. I want to go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 20. All right, Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 and 20 says this, 18 through 20, excuse me. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who, he, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net in the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Point number two. We must be willing to answer his call to follow him. Sometimes we'll get saved, and that's a great thing. But then when God says, follow me, there's an issue. Once again, to follow him is an active thing. It's something that we must be doing on a regular basis. So once again, I ask the question, are we a fan of Jesus Christ or a follower? A fan is someone who sees him from afar and admires him from afar, and they do everything in reference to him from afar. We never get close enough. To, I never had the opportunity to get close to Michael Jordan. Never. So the only thing that I could ever be as far as he was concerned was a fan, never a follower. Are you a fan of Jesus? Or are you a follower? Because he requires regular communication. That's so awesome. That is so awesome. When you look at being a fan or a follower, the difference of being a follower than a fan is intimacy. Intimacy. How much intimacy do you have with the one you call your savior? Amen or ouch. This whole thing about being a disciple, it's not an easy thing. It's not a light thing. It's very weighted, but it's very important. If there was ever a time in the history of the world, now is the time that we have to make sure we're doing exactly what we were created to do. We weren't created just to get saved. We were created to get saved, but then also to make replicas of ourselves. But now we got to make sure there's no counterfeits. 
And I'm going to get into that in a few minutes. Are you a fan or are you a follower? Point number three. Now, this may sound a little crazy. You need to have two whatevers and a one whenever. Two whatevers and one whenever. You're like, what in the world is he talking about? Two whatever. So when I first got saved, I told God this. I said, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Whatever you want me to say, I'll say. Whenever you want me to go somewhere, I'll go. Two whatevers and a whenever. As a disciple and as a follower of Jesus Christ, you have to be willing to say, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Whatever you want me to say, I'll say. Whenever you want me to go, I'll go. Now, here's the interesting thing. Since I made that declaration to him, at this point, good night. Almost 27 years ago, he has held me to that word. Since I made that declaration, I have been to over 60 different countries to minister his word. Because I said, whatever you tell me to say, I'll say. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Whenever you want me to go, I'll go. So then again, the question is asked, are you a fan or are you a follower? Point number four, we must be willing to surrender completely and totally to him. Oftentimes, as those who profess Jesus Christ, we were, we were willing to surrender portions of our lives to him, but not the whole part. God, you could be my God and my savior of this particular section of my life, but when it comes to this other section, I'm, I'm still working some things out. I'm not ready yet. So, yeah, you can't have that right now. When you think about the life of the disciples, as far as scripture is concerned, you can see that there were some times when they weren't willing to allow Jesus to be Jesus completely in their lives. And I ask you the question this morning, what are you holding on to that you haven't allowed Jesus to be the savior of your life completely? Now, let me explain something to you. The way God operates with me, he will only have me ask questions like this in this type of setting unless there was a situation where it's something that needed to be addressed. So who needs to be addressed on that particular point in this room right now? What area of your life have you not completely given God complete and total control? Is it concerned about your children? Is it a concern about your finances? It is concerned about other things that may be going on in your life, whatever that situation is. And I know that there's more than one or two people in this room who may be struggling in that area right now. And so God had ordained this time before the foundations of the world so I can be in this place right now to encourage you to let him be God of your life completely and totally. Not just on certain points or certain areas, but in those secret areas that you're still struggling with. In some, place, in some cases, there may be a need for deliverance, but that's another message altogether. Praise God. So once again, I challenge you. Have you surrendered completely in every area of your life? Point number five, we must be imitators of Christ if we say that we are disciples and followers and not fans. 
In 1 Corinthians, it says this, and this is the amplified classic version, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Pattern yourselves after me. This is Paul speaking. Follow my example as I imitate and follow Christ the Messiah. Once again, pattern yourselves after me. Follow my example as I imitate and follow Christ the Messiah. Here's some other scriptures. Mark chapter uh, 16, verses 17 through 18 says this, and this is the ESV version. Mark 16, verse 17, and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands and they will drink a deadly poison and it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Matthew chapter 8, verse 24 says this. And behold, those, I'm sorry, and behold, uh, there arose a great storm on the sea so that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. And then they went and woke him saying, save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the seas, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, what sort of man is this that even winds and waves obey him? The very last scripture I want to read, and then I have some things I want to share, is in John chapter 14 and verse 12. It says this, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he will himself be able to do the things that I do and he will do even greater things than these because I go to the Father. Now you may say, how is that possible? How is that practical? How can I apply this thing? If you're saying that I must be an imitator of Christ in order to be a follower, how does that make sense for me right now? I share this with you because the Word of God says we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the Word of our testimony. So please hear my heart in this. I'm not sharing this with you to boast about myself or anything like that. This is all about Jesus, and this is all about proving a point. His scripture says, these signs will accompany those who believe in me. They will cast out demons. As an imitator of Christ, I've cast out demons. I had a situation once when I was in Africa, and I was praying for a group of people, and I was getting to this particular lady, and I already knew before I got close enough to her that she was gonna be the ones that I'm gonna see some things manifest. And sure enough, I got close to her, began to pray for her, and, and she began to manifest. The demon that was inside of her was beginning to manifest. So much so that the demon, as I was trying to cast it out, told me, I don't want to leave. I don't want to go. And I simply said to it, I will not contend with you in the name of Jesus. Come out. Why did I do that? Because the scripture says I could. Why? Because I am a disciple of Christ. I'm a follower. I have laid hands on the sick and they have recovered. Why? Because scripture says I can, because I am a follower of Christ. I've had situations where there have been either hurricanes or tornadoes and I began to pray and they either changed their course or completely dissipated. I was on the phone with an employee once 
and I was standing outside and the wind was very strong and I couldn't hear what she was saying. I said, hold on a minute. I said, in the name of Jesus, wind ceased and the wind stopped. And she started screaming. She's like, oh my God, it happened. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's what scripture says. The point I'm trying to make is this. There should be evidence based upon what his word says that if we truly are disciples, if we truly are followers of Christ, there should be an evidence of it. Because the scripture says so. These signs shall, it didn't say these signs shall follow pastors. It didn't say these signs shall follow apostles. It didn't say these signs shall follow the evangelists. It said these signs shall follow those who believe. That's all of us. Doesn't matter about a title. We're disciples. So Pastor Chad earlier spoke about a hunger and a thirst and those who had lost their hunger. And we've had some meetings this week, we had some conversations this week, and, and, and I was saying, man, this is all in the Word. Today, I feel like it's my responsibility for those who feel if they truly examine ourselves and always remember that whenever you all see me, whenever God has given me the opportunity to come and be with you all, if you see me, always know that, that I'm a place of safety. I'm never going to look at you crazy. I'm never going to judge you in any way. So if I ask you all a question, especially in this type of setting, please feel free to be transparent. Don't feel like you got to um, uh, hide behind anything or, or I'm going to think negatively of you because of certain things. Don't, 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 we don't get into all that. I'm Ed, your brother. If you know that based upon what I've shared with you this morning, that your actions say that you have been more a fan of Jesus and not a follower. Can we get that right today? Would you be willing in this atmosphere with all these people who you see as family, be willing to stand up and come up front here and say, you know what? Hey, yeah, that, that was me. I haven't truly followed Christ the way I need to. Some of you have not, especially when you talk about some of these scriptures, you haven't fully followed him because you don't believe that you have that ability, that power, but you do. But you'll learn that you'll do even more as you spend more time with him and become more intimate with him. And so I ask you this morning, if you know that your actions have said that you've been more of a fan, someone who has looked at Christ from afar off and you haven't been very intimate with him, I would admonish you to come down now so that we can just agree in prayer with you. I believe in the power of agreement. I believe that when there's a situation or a circumstance that we need to deal with and take care of, that if we pray together and agree in prayer with those things, about those things together, that we'll see the manifestation of what we're praying for. So if I can just ask everyone to do me a favor, everyone stand, please. And after we do this, Pastor Chad is going to come back or however the flow of service is going to go. We're going to continue with that. But please, don't be concerned about what people may think or what people may say. Before the foundations of the world, God set aside this time for you to hear this message. And so that if there was correction needed, correction can be in place starting today. If you have not been a true disciple of Christ based upon what this scripture says and you want to make that change please come down now
Don't be concerned about what people may think. Your family, your friends. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to learn more about Destiny Church, how to get connected, or give online, visit destinychurch.me. Have a great week.